On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're breaking down tomorrow's game against the Montreal Canadiens. The Lightning come off of their holiday break, and we talk about the rest of the schedule for 2022. All that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about the upcoming game tomorrow, actually, against the Montreal Canadiens. The Lightning come off their holiday break uh, and jump right back into uh, a very important couple of games uh, to end 2022. And they will start off against the Montreal Canadiens. And I hope everybody's having a good day. Now, I got the World Juniors on in the background. It's Slovakia versus Finland. We got Lightning prospect Nikki Hunted in uh, playing in this one. Um, I have to say, you know, I haven't seen a whole ton of Hunted in, but I got to say, just the way he kind of moves. Um, yeah, and I know he's on the wing, and and he's kind of out and about all around the ice, which is, you know, you want out of your player. Uh, he still kind of reminds me. I could see him later on, you know, if he does make it to the NHL level and ends up finding a spot on this team. You know, it, I'm not talking about this year, uh, not even next year, maybe in, in three years' time. You know, he – just the way his body type is, he's six foot, he's 185 pounds now. He will gain some more weight, but kind of reminds me of Alex Kalorn, uh, kind of the the potential there to kind of play that same game, uh, be, play in front of the net, create traffic, and, and um, you know, definitely hunted. And I could see doing playing the game like that as well as you know kind of being a little bit more versatile um around the ice more than Kalorn is but you know like I said on yesterday's episode we will talk more about the world juniors uh as they progress uh, I believe you know we, we we still have until January 5th that's when the tournament ends to really uh talk on a daily basis so don't worry about that there'll be no no short um amount of topics to discuss so but the lightning come into tomorrow's matchup uh, like i said off their winter break um seven and three in their last 10 losing their last two to toronto and detroit both in my opinion for the most part were good well-played games um i think when i when i spoke about toronto that game um, that was a game that I felt that was very winnable for the Lightning, a game that, and, and even the Detroit game. Uh, but the Lightning, we as we all know from the last couple of seasons, tend to struggle against Detroit. The, Detroit does a very good job uh, of negating the, the, the style of Tampa and, and, you know, racing up and down the ice. Um, and, and the Toronto game, you know, in my opinion, could have gone either way. I know it was a 4-1 loss, but at the same time, um, you know, those are the kind of games where 
anything could happen in, in terms of and, and any any play at any certain time could turn the game on a dime and and tip the ice in favor of Toronto or Tampa. So really, you know, I'm not upset about those games. Um, you know, I, I, I think that as bad as a seven, four losses to Detroit, you know, I believe a couple of those if memory serves right were empty net goals, but I'm glad that Tampa gets to jump right back into it, play another Canadian team and, and especially a division rival, uh, one such as the Montreal Canadians who, uh, you know, some of these players may remember for a couple of years ago, played Montreal in the Stanley cup final. So there's their, that kind of, I guess, you know, I don't know how much that plays into effect in terms of, you know, if some players on this team may remember that, uh, especially, you know, on the Canadian side, if they even care about that at this point, if they're feeling a certain type of way about it. But nonetheless, Tampa in their first meeting of the season over a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, won up in Canada 5-1. So it was good to see that. So. Uh, and, and like I said, Tampa will come into this game at home um, with a 2011 and one record against the Canadians who are aren't exactly, you know, I think a lot of people kind of expected them to take a little bit more of a step forward this year. Somewhat, you know, not, you know, obviously 15, 6, 16 and three isn't good by any stretch, but you would kind of imagine uh, Detroit playing as well as they did kind of threw a wrench in a lot of stuff in terms of the way this division uh, is looking right now. Montreal is seventh uh, in the division. The only team that's worse than them in points is obviously the Ottawa Senators, who I think a lot of people, including yours truly, thought they were going to play better. But nonetheless, uh, that's not going to stop Montreal from coming out playing a, a hard, fast game. Uh, and Tampa has to go out there and play. Um, we we know very well from experience, and especially this season, we've seen it. Tampa's rolling. Uh, they have a couple of days off, and then, bam, they come out, and it's almost as if they're relearning to play hockey out there. And, and really – so I'm, I'm curious as to see what kind of team we're going to see coming out of the gate because, like I said, Tampa Bay winners of seven out of three of their last ten – for the most part, have been playing very well over the month of December. Um, you know, up until those back-to-back -back losses, uh, pretty much, you know, leaving no doubt in terms of who played better in that Seattle game, uh, taking care of business against Columbus as they should have. And then, of course, like I said, beating Montreal. And then, you know, being outscored 11 to five in those back-to-back -back games against Toronto and Detroit. So hopefully we don't see some sort of kind of holiday hangover uh, just because, like I said, these last three games that end 2022 are very important for Tampa, given they are against Montreal, division rival. I know it's not going to make that much of difference in terms of separation between Montreal and Tampa, but still, you definitely want to win as much of the division rivalry games as possible. And, and, and I'm sure that we will see uh, Tampa go out there and play a good hockey game. It's all that Matt, the only really question mark, in my opinion, is if will Tampa Bay get off to a good start? What Tampa team will we see out of the gates in the first 20? Uh, that's really what is going to set the tone for this game. And then back-to-back -back games at home, you got uh, on Thursday, you got against the New York Rangers, a team in which, 
in my opinion, I don't know how to feel about them. You know, we see some t- nights where I don't know how many of you have watched the New York Rangers, but a team in which I think is very beatable this year, uh, a team that is not as tough as what we saw last year in the playoffs, a team that is very shaky and that Igor Shostarka not exactly having a very uh, good campaign thus far. So, and I, And like I said, that performance against the Rangers – and I've said this for a lot of back-to-backs. Uh, it, it really, the, the tone is set from the previous night. Um, and, and Tampa has been very good at home for the most part this year. Uh, 12-4-1 and at home. And, and really, so it's really important that Tampa not only goes out and wins this game against Montreal tomorrow night, but they play a sustainable level of hockey to where they could carry that over play against and go out there and somewhat take advantage of the mental mistakes of a younger New York Rangers team. And because, you know, Thursday night, I would imagine, I would imagine it's going to be Shostarkin versus Vasilevsky. And I would bet money that Vasilevsky is going to play tomorrow night as well. And I, I, I don't see a reason as to why Cooper would sit him on the first leg of a back-to-back, especially after pretty much having almost a week off. Um, But who knows? We'll see. Um, Because, you know, you got these two tough games, and make no mistake about it, they will be tough games. You got Arizona on New Year's Eve to wrap things up at home. And then, like I've stated in previous weeks, the month of January is going to be an absolute gauntlet of tough teams. Now, I'm not going to get too crazy about talking about this schedule, uh, but let's just rattle off some of the big teams that we will be seeing. Uh, we got Winnipeg on the road. We got Minnesota on the road. Uh, St. Louis on the road. Edmonton in Edmonton. And then you got Calgary right after that. And then you play Boston uh, at home the last second to the last week of the month. So, it's it's a tough stretch there, and you have little matchups sprinkled here and there that the Lightning should win. Um, but you know, obviously, with this Lightning team and, and with the game of hockey, nothing is ever guaranteed. So it's all about setting a tone with this team, and and the tone for the new year starts in the last month of 2022. So I fully expect the Lightning to win this game. I fully expect the Lightning to win this game convincingly uh, somewhat around the realm of what we saw in their last matchup, five, one, six, two, four, one, something around that. And and I really, I'm not so much worried about the scoring with Tampa Bay in this one. I'm more worried about Basileski. If he's playing in this one, which like I said, he should a hundred percent be playing. I firmly believe if he's not playing in this, then, the, the only reason not to play him in this game is if something's wrong with him injury-wise or whatever the case may be. Uh, there's really no reason not to start him in back-to-back games here in this stretch. Uh, you play him, this back-to-back stretch, and then you throw Elliott out against Arizona, which I think is a very good matchup. And then the following week, you have a couple of days off, and then you throw – those you throw Vazzy out against Chicago or Minnesota. It's entirely up to you. 
uh, maybe throw them out against Chicago, and then we save them for Winnipeg. Uh, we'll talk about the schedule uh, for the for 2023 in just a bit. But, yeah, I, I really think that this is a game that really should be won. I, I really think that the Lightning should sweep the rest of the games of the year. I see as so no reason as to why not because they're a good team. Up until last week, they were rolling all cylinders, and it shows up in the win column. So, you know, definitely got to go out there, uh, build confidence for the following year because, like I said, January is going to be a tough month. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and more they've got it all covered at betonline.net and so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts and once again i want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day and if you haven't already done so please go ahead like and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed uh we are available on youtube as well so hit that subscribe button hit a thumbs up and hit the notification bell so as soon as the newest episode drops you are notified and drop a comment below whether it be a question whether it be uh, a comment about the game uh a majority of you already have been doing a phenomenal job with 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 dropping questions and 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 really you know keep it up like i said keep it up because you know, we definitely want to. Ha- I definitely want to keep up that interaction that we have all been having uh, with each other. So, um, and there's one question that I have not been able to uh, comment on or, or or get back to someone on, and and you know, pulling it up right now. Like I said, you know, I want this to be a back and forth conversation. You know, not just me talking to you guys. Um, can't find it right now, of course. Because that would be um, so. Yeah, I, I want to hear from all of you. So this comes from Cody C. Uh, with all the mixing up with the line combos, what's your ideal line? What's the ideal line com- combinations from what you've seen thus far? And this was from four days ago. So sorry, Cody. Just getting back to you. Um, I don't really know if there's an ideal line combination i i feel like obviously i would and and maybe this is wishful thinking too because i in a perfect world when everybody is playing well when everybody is playing at the peak of their powers ideally or if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season i would have thought that colton would have been playing well enough to force himself in the conversation of playing on the first line with point and cooch. Um, and that was before not really buying in somewhat, I guess, to Brandon Hagel coming out and having the season that he is having right now. Um, I would like to see Sorelli on the second line, but Nick Paul has obviously forced John Cooper's hand to keep him there. And and I'm sure Cooper doesn't want to throw Sorelli on just yet. Like, you know, we're only still a couple of weeks into Anthony Sorelli coming back and, and, and debuting this season. So maybe down the road, 
Uh, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if, you know, Paul gets hurt or misses a couple of games or something and Sorelli gets bumped up to that second line with Nemestikov and Stamkos, I would perfectly be fine with that. Um, but right now, as of now, the way these these lines are situated with Hagel, uh, Point, and Cooch, and then Stamkos, Paul, and Nemestikov, I mean, the only ideal line that I would like to see is maybe just Colton playing above the third. I, I think that I, – I I mean, it's wishful thinking. I, I wish that he could – I could have the numbers to back up, um, you know, standing up for why I think he should play on the higher lines, but that really falls on Colton. He needs to play better, and he needs to play better than – Nemestikov, you know, Mestikov has 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 been playing, you know, he hasn't been putting up the numbers as much either, but he has been consistent. There are certain games when Colton, quite honestly, you wouldn't even know he was on the ice. Um, and, and so and, and we've spoken about this in the past with Ross Colton. I think really he has taken a huge step from his rookie year, of course. Uh, and, and, you know, that's kind of a tough act to follow after in your third season, but he needs to go out there and take that next step. He needs to continue to grow. And we just haven't seen that right now thus far. Maybe this holiday break is what he's needed to kind of just get his mind straight. Because at the end of the day, we all know Ross Colton plays with his heart on his sleeve. And and sometimes, you know, he, he lets his frustration uh, really bubble to the surface. And then sometimes maybe with certain players that, that really is what holds you back. Uh, you know, it's maybe some sort of, state of mind uh with ross right now and he's kind of just doing too much instead of just going out there and letting the game come to him so obviously uh you know those are my my ideal lines um my ideal line i guess in summation is whatever's going out there and working and making everybody better uh and right now that's the lines that we see right now uh so great question from cody so looking at the like I already stated, the the month of December, we got Montreal, the Rangers, and then Arizona on New Year's Eve. And then I said for the month of January is going to be – in my, I, I thought December was going to be a tough month. January is going to be nuts. Uh, we got three games on the road to start the month of January. We got Chicago and Minnesota back-to-back nights. Then we got Winnipeg, who I think has been one of the biggest surprises this season. I don't think a lot of people really th- thought they were going to get back to where they were after trading Line A uh, and and kind of kind of all hope kind of seemed lost with Paul Maurice leaving last year as well. Um, but they have really made a lot of noise this year, second in their division, I believe, at this point. Um, I believe they're fourth third or fourth in the conference. So listen, they're a team that it plays very well rounded hockey, very doesn't try to do too much out there. They just do just enough to know where they could beat you. Um, and that's going to be an interesting heat check game for the lightning. Um, Cause you know, you have Chicago who's tough, but don't expect them to really, you know, make a run for a last playoff spot. Minnesota. They're just one of those teams where I just look at them and, I don't take them seriously because every year there's all this hype around them. They're 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 a very decent, talented regular season hockey team, but they're not a team that I know is going to continue that play 
into the playoffs. And that's how I look at a lot of these top level teams. Are they just all smoke and mirrors during the regular season and going to fall completely flat on their face uh, in the playoffs? Or are they going to be a team that could potentially is built to make a deep run or some sort of noise uh, in the first two rounds? And that's how I look at Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg, especially with Connor Hellebuck, who we all know very well, if if you don't already, has really challenged Andre Vasilevsky for the Vezina Trophy over the last four years. Um, and that really, that matchup is really kind of going to be the equivalent of fighting at the heavyweight division because right after that, you go drop right back down to earth in terms of uh, what kind of talent you're looking at or, or playing against because you're playing against Columbus uh, the following Tuesday at home. And, and that, you know, no disrespect to Columbus, but really at the end of the day, I mean, that's a, that's a matchup lightning really should win in their sleep. They could, they could, they could roll out. I think Brian Elliott and, you know, God forbid, you know, if the lightning were banged up, then they could have some of their Syracuse guys playing that game. And I think that's still a game that the lightning could win uh, very convincingly. Uh, and then the following Thursday, you got Vancouver, uh, and then two days later, St. Louis, another team that's tough, team that has really turned it around since the beginning of the season. Uh, a lot of people, I think, were already calling or, or debating at least. You know, we debated this on Locked on NHL channel. Should they start to trade away the, the core group? And, and you know, they're starting to make a go of it again. Uh, but that's a team, like I said, in their last matchup. Uh, if the Lightning go out there and they they get into Bennington's face early on, that's a game that's very winnable. Uh, it's all about, you know, the Lightning forcing the issue, which we've spoken quite a bit about this season. Uh, then you got Seattle, Vancouver again. Uh, Edmonton, a game that always scares me. Uh, you got Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid. Obviously, the tail of the tape there is stay off. You know, don't. Don't force your, don't get yourself into too many odd man advantages. Uh, what I mean by that is don't commit too many penalties because, you know, they may not have uh, some of the best lines in terms of straight up out there on the ice, but when they're allowed to bring all those pieces from their separate lines together on the man advantage on the power play, uh, they are one of the best teams uh, in the NHL. And then you got Calgary, a team that I think has disappointed a lot of people just given how they have taken almost a step back. You know, I, I feel like they, they were going to get better. Uh, Jacob Markstrom's had an up and down year. Um, Huberdeau is playing well, but he's not really so much looking like him himself, uh, his heart trophy uh, contender self from last year. Uh, and then you got Minnesota, Boston, and L.A. at home to round out the month of January. And obviously the, the game that should stand out to you there is Boston. And, you know, this is going to be a tough month, obviously, because of the travel for the Lightning. Um, but it's definitely going to be a good month where the Lightning are going to be able to improve, you know, especially if they don't after this long, this long layoff because of the holidays. Uh, it's going to allow them to get things going again and and be able to to allow p potentially Andre Vasilevsky to get back into the swing of things and start to look more like a like a Vezina Trophy winner. So wrapping things up on the sketch uh, on the show, excuse me, we got the Junior Championships in the background. 
Niki Nico Huntinen, uh, Lightning prospect, uh, playing for Finland in this one. Like I said before, kind of reminds me potentially of some sort of Alex Kalorn hybrid with, I guess a maybe like a Corey Perry. Um, in terms of size, that's that's what he reminds me of. Obviously, he's a lot, he's got a long way to go before we could even make any comparisons to him to any of these guys. Uh, but we're going to continue our coverage of the World Junior Championships as the tournament progresses. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, as well as, you know, the Lightning will be playing. Like I said, they'll be getting back to action tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens. So keep an eye on that. Uh, and we'll be back um, on Thursday to recap that game. Or maybe even we'll put out a recap episode Wednesday night. We'll definitely keep an eye on our social media pages for updates as well. LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. So if you follow those, you'll know all the news surrounding the show as soon as it drops. So uh, in terms of scheduling and episode droppings as well. So keep an eye out for that. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow for sure to, to talk more about that game as well as uh, the upcoming game against the New York Rangers. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next.